The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Balls and Strikes podcast is brought to you by Elkhorn Training Camp. Let's have some fun and play ball. Here's your host, Tom Oldham. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Balls and Strikes podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Uh, Very excited about this podcast, and we've got a lot planned. It's not always going to be me talking about the topics, and today is one of those days. I'm excited to have Alex Hale co-hosting with me today. Alex, welcome. Good to be here. Good to be here. And this is going to be part one of a three-part series on player development. Uh, The three parts, we're really going to be focusing on approach or mindset, direction or your goals, and then also um, the third, habits. Um, And and really, what are we doing uh, daily to to reach those goals, and, and how does our approach help us with that? So, we first want to talk about the player development process. That's something we feel very strongly about. And when we bring players into training with us, we first assess them both functionally and uh, mechanically. And we ask them a bunch of questions uh, to better understand their goals. Gives us a good idea of what type of mindset the player has and how they're going to view or approach uh, the training with us. Uh, most players want to improve, but but don't have a plan to get there. And a lot of the times what we're talking about with the players has to do with um, with the type of mindset they have, is it a fixed mindset or a, a growth mindset? So we're gonna we're gonna dive into this topic today, and it's really coming from the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, she's a Stanford psychologist. Um, it's one of my favorite books. Alex, have you have you read uh, Mindset? Have you? I have. I have. Yeah. I'm what, all, I'm always a sponge for all that kind of stuff. What What do you What do you think of it? Um, I think. It, I always like things that can clarify kind of the process that some of us have gone through. Um, and when you get to look at everything when it's laid out and kind of put more, more eloquently than sometimes it, it's some, it, it comes across. I think that kind of puts all the, all the things in a row. Um, I just think when I, anytime you have somebody who can say, okay, here's how it go, Here's the, how everything's laid out. Here's the differences. It, it just brings some clarity to the situation, um, especially for young players um, and their families, as far as what, what are we trying to do? Where are we trying to go? Yes. Because I think ultimately that, that mindset uh, partially is, comes down to motivation. It comes down to, again, the always important habits. Yes. Um, because you got to get away from how you, I, I think the big thing is getting away from how you feel. Yep. And when you have a plan, you don't go off of how you feel. You're able to go off of what's the plan. Okay, today I don't have 100% energy, but I got 60%. What am I going to do with that 60? And that's just constantly putting drops in your bucket um, as far as building and developing. So you're not taking steps back. And I think that's when you really start to see growth is just that constant progression. Um, but yeah, in the book, it's it's laid out really well. It gives you some clarity in how, how to look at it, the whole thing from a you know thirty thousand foot view, yeah, and 
that's very good for people who really want to understand, you know, how the watch works as opposed to what time it is. <laughs> that's, so, a good, that's a great way to say it. <laughs> I think I think clarity is really, really important. And that's one of the things that we're hoping to bring today on this episode, especially when it comes to situations. And obviously, baseball is a game of many situations um, throughout the game. And how do you handle what is your approach to those situations? So we're going to we're going to define these two mindsets first to start, and then we're going to really go through some different categories um, of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. So we're going to be talking about challenges, obstacles, effort, criticism, success of others, things that are uh, really relevant on and off the field. So the first thing is defining these two mindsets. Fixed mindset, as Carol Dweck uh, defines it, is intelligence is static and it leads to a desire to, to look smart, and therefore, um, really, when you're talking about challenges, you're going to avoid them, because you don't really want to be met with challenges, you just want to be able to, to look smart. That's, that's one situation or one aspect of this mindset. Now, we're going to basically oppose that with the growth mindset, where intelligence can be developed, and it leads to a desire to learn, and therefore, a tendency to embrace challenges. And from a, bla- from a player development standpoint, I think this is really, really key because a lot of times when we are bringing in players, we talked about how we assess them. Well, we're going to be asking them to do things that maybe they haven't done before. And we're going to put them in situations where they're not going to feel the best because you know we're asking them to uh, load differently with their lower half or do something different with their arm action or, you know, their swing or something like that. Um, so I think that that first bucket of, you know, a situation or a category of situations with the challenges, it's really are you avoiding challenges or embracing challenges? Um, you've worked with a lot of players, Alex. How do you see this, you know, when we first start working with players? Is this mindset – is that something that you see right away? It, it tends to, it varies on the player and it really comes down to, do you just want somebody who's going to, you know, put you through some drills and do things that make you feel good. Um, kind of like a high success rate type of whether it's hitting or pitching, are they just putting you in a high success rate environment or are they challenging you? Are they exposing weaknesses? Are they exposing things that you might not feel that you're doing something wrong? So, we're going to, we're going to give you this drill and that's going to kind of magnify what you're doing. And they're going to go, Oh, okay. Okay. I either need to improve this or a lot. There's times when they're like, Oh, I don't really like that. Like that's hard. That's not, that doesn't feel good. And there's a difference between recognizing, is this going to make me better? And do I need to overcome this or is, you know, do I, do I want to just kind of keep doing what, what feels good, what feels right. And, it's a very distinctive group. The, the mindset part of that, um, are they willing to take that challenge, understand that it might feel like I'm taking a step back before I take two steps forward, but at the same time, recognizing that this is ultimately for the benefit. Yeah. And when and, I, go ahead. No, and when I think about just the, the levels of baseball, right, we've got youth baseball, high school baseball, college, and professional baseball, and I think of the, the funnel that that really has where, you know, youth uh, is, you know, top of the funnel, then we've got high school, then we've got college, then we've got pro. Each 
jump from level to level represents a, a challenge. And a lot of times what I've seen is where, you know, we'll get players. You don't really see it when guys are just starting out because they're kids, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, yep. they obviously have a growth mindset and they've never done this stuff before. So they're excited about it. Uh, but then as you go to, from the, from the youth level to the high school level, that jump represents a challenge um, in and of itself. And, you know, where it says the fixed mindset leads to a desire to look smart, I would, in baseball terms, say it it leads to the desire to be the guy. And Mm -hmm. that is in and of itself limiting sometimes because you almost start to try to be perfect in the way that you're, um, you know, throwing, hitting, whatever it may be, as opposed to, when you're going from youth baseball to high school baseball, being able to say, hey, this is a challenge. This is something that I, I know I'm going to fail even more than I have at the youth level, and I'm going to embrace that challenge by learning and growing. And, and that's really the whole concept behind this, right? Well, I think, I think it's a big ego check. Yeah. And when, you have, when you're young and you're coming up 8, 9, 10, you don't have as much of an ego. You want to try the, ne- the new thing or the, the next challenge on, you know, it's, it's about, because that's what your experiences are. They're, everything's new. And you don't have as much of a set mindset uh, in regards to how I do things or how successful I'm supposed to be. And once you get to high school, that gets challenged. Some kids thrive in that environment. Some kids really struggle. And then as you go up to college, you see it even more. And into pro ball, you see it even more. Um, I think guys who, who struggle early on and overcome it, have an advantage because then they see the value in trying something new, trying something different or facing that obstacle head on. Yep. And when you get into the high school player who's really talented, sometimes there's that, well, I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to look bad. Yep. And if I don't want to look bad, I don't, you know, what if, what if I do this wrong? What if I don't throw as hard tomorrow? What if, you know, there's so many questions and it's at such a tough age that that ultimately becomes something that can wear kids out is that it becomes a self doubt thing. And it's really just, if you can check your ego and understand that, Hey man, it's okay to look bad. Sometimes it's okay to, you know, not be the top dog every day of training or every day of whatever you're doing, because that's not the end goal. Well then now you're getting somewhere. But if you always got to be, you know, always got to be number one at every little thing, every little drill. And you're either a small fish in a, or a big fish in a small pond or you're not being challenged enough. Yep. And so you got to embrace it. Absolutely. And I think this really plays itself out when you're, if you're a player with a fixed mindset and you're at a game, let's say you're, you're pitching in a big game and you got a lot of scouts there. Let's say it's a lot of uh, college scouts and you're, you're trying to be perfect. You're really trying to impress these, these scouts it leads to an emotional state on the mound where, you know, maybe you don't get a call that you want or a guy hits a bomb off you or something like that. And you become very emotional and reactive and your body language suffers because of it, because you're trying to express to that coach or that spectator that, that, you know, you're upset or you're, you're, you're that almost trying to be happen. perfect. Yeah. With, with what you're doing. And you're so surprised that, you know, this didn't go your way as opposed to, uh, you know, a guy hits a bomb off of you and you don't look at it and you just look at the umpire and say, hey, give me the next ball, you know, I'll get the next guy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a really hard concept for players to understand in the heat of the moment, but it's so important because that's what coaches 
especially at the college level, are looking for. They are looking for players that can handle adversity, handle obstacles and challenges, and one of the best indicators is body language um, out on the field. Well, it's so hard to hide, too. Right. And guys know what to look for. And if you're going out there trying to be perfect, that first hard hit ball, that first error, that first whatever, that doesn't go your way, that weird thing that happens, the ball should get caught in foul territory and drops. It sends that little chill down your spine where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I wasn't planning for that. And some guys really get thrown off. And if you can be ready for that, and we talk about with our guys getting ready because we're constantly playing in front of college coaches. And it's if you can acknowledge that that's going to happen, then when it does, it doesn't throw you off. Yep. But if you want to be perfect and you got to, you have this, this expectation in your mind of how things are supposed to go. And that's so dangerous for kids. How is, how is this supposed to go when there's really no script for any of them? It's, it throws them off and they, they become emotionally so vulnerable. And I think when you have training that is constantly challenging, it will prepare them better for that and also give them something to fall back on when things start going really fast. Yes. And that's, you know, comes back to what it's obstacles or because oftentimes that perceived effort of, I need to just do more. I need to try harder. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to overcome this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad you you brought up effort because that's really another category, you know, of situations that comes up with this fixed mindset versus growth mindset where fixed mindset views effort as fruitless or, or, or worse. So there's not a lot of effort put forward or, you know, in comparison to the growth mindset, it sees effort as the path to mastery. So mm-hmm. when we talk about player development, you know, whether it be, you know, in a training setting or in a game setting, that's really what we're looking for as coaches, as trainers, as instructor, as instructors, whatever you want to call it, where we want to see that you're putting forth that effort because mm-hmm. by doing, by putting forth that effort, you're putting yourself in a growth mindset. You're, you're approaching it in that fashion. You do see this effort as worthwhile as opposed to, you know, a guy who, you know, hits a ground ball and, you know, barely runs down first base or you've got a pitcher who gives up a double in the gap and doesn't back up the bases. Um, you know, mm-hmm. th- those sorts of things where because that's the hard thing. Yep. That's the, that's where the, that's where the effort needs to come in for guys. It's not try harder. It's when things aren't going your way, those little things become the big things. And I always admired like tra- when we first met and started training, doing training things together, it was how you approached building that efficiency of movement in guys and showing them where the effort needs to be because it's not just, you know, try harder max effort all the time. It's no, no, we need to use it here and here because otherwise guys are just going to wear themselves out. And that's when you see guys who are in professional baseball, really uh, successful college players. They're so efficient in their movement that sometimes people get into kind of a, a dangerous boat of, taking freeze frames of guys who are extremely efficient, who are also freak athletes and going, here's where you need to get to Yep. do this. And they're like, okay, so I'm going to move this way and this way. And it's like, well, okay, slow down. <laughs> like that's not how you get to that part. And so I think learning when to use physical effort, when to use effort mentally um, plays such a big part of like of under, kids understanding how to get out of those situations and, how to be successful when, you know, when things aren't going your way. Yeah. Because like they come, they're going to fall back on their training. 
at the end of the day. And if it's, if they have some foundational things where they can go, okay, slow down, step off, whether stepping off the rubber mentally clearing their mind or falling back on simple cues that they've developed that are consistent. And that's going to be what's going to allow them to overcome those tough situations. Yeah. And you always, so, you, you always hear, or I used to always hear, uh, we, we practice hard so that the games are easy. Right. And when we're talking about practice and effort, it's really, do you know the game? Like, do you, do you understand the situations that baseball is going to throw at you and, and how are your, or how would you rate your instincts from a baseball, just a pure baseball knowledge standpoint? Because I think that also drives a lot of the training that we do. I feel, I watch baseball constantly growing up. When I talk to players nowadays, it, there's not as much baseball being watched. And some of right. these situations are not understood fully. And I think <laughs> that's uh, an example of where there there's effort there. You, you have to understand the game because as soon as you understand the game better, it makes everything else easier. You understand what you're trying to do, why you're trying to do it. And it also directly leads back into training of why you're why you're working on this you know movement or or this pitch or this bunt coverage or whatever it may be, um, it all leads back to do I do I understand how to practice hard so mm-hmm. that the games are easy? I got to know the game. I got to know what I need to do um, within the game. So well, and like things like I want to throw I want to throw hard. I want to locate. Those are those are great. Yep, and I want to have a good breaking ball. Great. But what do I do when not locating great or a guy's on my fastball and he's seen my breaking ball? That's when that changeup comes into play. That's when having a secondary, you know, a second breaking pitch or something to go to when it's not the fun thing to practice. Yeah. You know, working on your changeup all the time apparently is not the most fun thing for, you know, high school and college kids. But that's when they get in a tough spot, that's going to be your, your escape, your, your escape hatch yep. you know and or it can at least give you another option but it's you know it's not always the sexy thing to do it's not always you know what you want to work on where guys are thinking i want to throw harder and harder and harder to try harder and harder well hitting's always timing pitching's always disrupting time so understanding the game understanding how quickly you can get out of a situation that might seem daunting you know remember the kid in the college world series a couple of years ago undefeated gets bases loaded nobody out He's a strikeout and a double play away and his demeanor never changes. And it's like, that's why he's successful. Yep. That's how he's able to get out of it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's move forward to this next category of criticism. So with a fixed Mm -hmm. mindset, it approaches criticism where it really ignores useful negative feedback, but a growth mindset you learn from the criticism and Really, I, I think this is, you know, when we say criticism, it, it's, it, it's a harsh word, but really in terms of the way that I put that into perspective as a, as a coach is really just coaching, feedback. Are you, yeah. are you coachable? And, you know, players that are coachable tend to have more success. They're doing the most learning. They're the most adaptable as opposed to the coach where you start to give them feedback and all of a sudden they say, yep, yep, I got it, you know, and interrupt you, don't let you, you know, 
talk as a coach, fully explain what you're, what you're trying to help them improve upon. Um, or they do listen, but then their actions represent <laughs> that they really don't care. You, you, you know what I mean? And I think that's more prevalent. Well, criticism is like a very adult word. Yeah. As a kid, it's, it's really feedback. And then you learn, you know, you learn about constructive criticism and you, you think of being criticized and you go, okay, well now, now it's, it's kind of a negative connotation, Yeah, but it's really just feedback. And if you have that relationship with a player where you can say, here's how this is going to improve your game, this is how it's going to help you. And if you can show them that, I think sometimes that's easier with hitters because you can do drills that will show them here's like, if, if we do this drill, this is, you know, and you show that they, they show you that they're not successful at it initially. It's like, this is a flaw in your swing right now where we got to get better at this. Whereas pitching, there's sometimes that athletic ability to get away with things in a controlled environment when you can't say, well, a hitter's going to do this. It's like, well, yeah, but I'm going to be successful doing, you know, doing it my way right now. And that's why I think, you know, data can be very useful in showing guys how, well, here's, you know, here's another way to look at it. And here's another way to understand what we're trying to accomplish by showing you kind of a little bit of proof. That's not just me saying it, not just your coach or your dad or whoever it's, this is also, you know, what science is going to show you. Um, and that's, that's another big, you know, pro- I'm not a huge proponent of every little data metric no. and how it's used because I think it's got to be very careful, yeah. but that's an example of, okay, here, here you go. You walk into the corner, man. Here's, here's where you need to get better. Yep. And to get out of it, you're going to have to do something. So. No, I, t- I, t- I totally agree. And I'm going to, I'm going to push this forward to this, this last category of success of others. And I think this is so relevant mm-hmm. for the game of baseball and being sometimes referred to as an, an individual team sport where, you know, there's a lot of individual situations in a, in a team environment where a fixed mindset feels threatened by the success of others, but those with a growth mindset find lessons and inspiration in the success of others. And this really rings true. I'm sure you've been on championship teams where everybody was pulling for everybody else on the team. You've got everybody's back. Uh, That's obviously the ideal scenario, but that doesn't always happen where sometimes you get guys who are uh, negatively competing with the teammates that they have. And it brings down the collective team or, uh, you know, sometimes this is referred to as you got a bunch of dudes on the team and everybody wants to be the dude and doesn't want anybody else to be the dude, that sort of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. What's well, your experience with this? Well, I think there's, there's two, two folds, two sides to this, I guess. There's the envy of success of others, which I think when you look at, you know, comparison being the thief of joy, it's that whole idea that, well, he's getting this and I, I want that. Yeah. And I always tell guys, you got to be real careful, man. Got to be careful with that because there's a lot of pressure that comes with success, especially in youth sports and youth and you know guys who are committing early, guys who get drafted. There's a lot of stuff that you you don't see, a lot of pressure, a lot of out, outside things that start to come into play. And coming back to the championship team thing, I've never been on a championship team where it was an easy road. Right. You know, there was there's it's not smooth sailing. You start off great, you play great, you peak at the right time. It, there's always stuff where you're going, oh, man, I don't know how we're going to pull this together. And then it just kind of works out. And you look back and go, wow, that was a wild, that was a crazy ride. And somehow it all just kind of works out. But it, 
usually comes back to being there for each other, having a vested interest in team success and losing that envy for a little while of, well, I need to be the guy. It's like, well, no, we are trying to accomplish this. That's the team element. And in baseball, it's really tough because you can have a guy do really well and the team can do bad. You can have a guy do really bad. The team does really well and embracing your role is a huge part of that. Yeah. And, Looking back on the championship teams that I was a part of, there's there's never really a really low low or really high high. Oh, I guess when you win the mm-hmm. championship, is a really high high. But it's it it's just it's kind of more even keel. You know, we don't mm-hmm. get really bothered by things that are going against us, but we don't get too overly excited about things that are going for us because we understand the game and respect the game and understand that you know in any given inning it could go the other way. So. Um, I, I want to when you get fixed on the, like the the trying to get better each day, and your team kind of becomes obsessed with that. You lose focus of that, you know. Bigger, what are we trying to do? What are we trying to be? Because you get so focused on getting better that that ultimately becomes your game. Yeah. And when that becomes your game, I think you're really really starting to win. You know, at it because now you're constantly you're not chasing a trophy or another team or individual success. It's just and we're just each day is, you know, Groundhog's Day. As far as we're just trying to get to work, we're trying to get the most out of it. And it can be mentally and physically exhausting in a good way, in a all-consuming way that you don't really have time or energy to spend on outside forces or things like that. So, Yep. No, absolutely. And I hope you can understand, players, why we started with this for the player development process discussion. Uh, this is really part one of a three-part series. And if you haven't figured it out by now, we would like you to have a growth mindset. Uh, Growth mindset is really defined as intelligence uh, that can be developed. And it leads to a desire to learn and therefore a tendency to embrace challenges, persist in the face of setbacks, see effort as a path to mastery, learn from criticism, find lessons and inspiration in the success of others. And as a result, you're going to achieve higher levels of achievement and all of this with a greater sense of free will. So it, it kind of frees you up and uh, you can move away from trying to be perfect with everything that you're doing um, as it, because if you try to do that in the game of baseball, it's not going to work out for you. So Alex, I really appreciate you joining me for this. Um, you're joining me for part two and uh, listeners hope you'll join us for that as well. Thanks. Media Production.